Welcome to your weekly episode of Feed, Slay, Love. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so happy that you're here. Feed, Slay, Love is a podcast for busy moms who are everything for everyone. So if that's you and you ever wondered whether there's more to life, then you're in the right place. Let's dig right in. Do you know that feeling? You're doing something new, getting into the groove, learning by doing. And then you can't help but wonder, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> For me, that was the case with my podcast, with this podcast, the Feed, Stay, Love podcast. When I started my business to empower working moms to live their best lives, I had the project podcast somewhere on my annual goal sheet and I kind of you know thought having a blog and a big Instagram following would be the higher priorities for me the bigger topics somewhat until I got that itch you know and I just went and did it one afternoon in May I just really went for it I started my own freaking podcast I watched a few tutorials read a few articles I really wanted to do it And I, you know, ended up listening to hundreds and hundreds of stock music files. And, and it just all fell into place that one afternoon. I just put it into action. I pulled it ahead on my roadmap for 2023. And, you know, followed that itch, followed that spark that I just felt in that moment. And... You know, in hindsight now, this podcast has really helped me get to know myself better and to really put puzzle pieces together of all the research, all the things I've done that I've created on my Instagram, on my blog, for my website. And, you know, it also helped me overcome a lot of obstacles. I mean, I had to learn a lot of new things and deal with technical issues, figure out how to even do a podcast, you know, how to record it, which platforms to use, how to deal with the audio, how to, you know, cut in the music and, and all that kind of stuff. But the more I realized that I actually um, can handle new things, the more I also realized that podcasting and saying things out loud rather than writing them into a post or into a, a blog helped me understand myself and my feelings and my experiences better and it really helped me also compartmentalize and draw conclusions put things together better just by saying them out loud rather than writing them um, And for me, I mean, it's different for everyone, but for me, writing alone doesn't bring out the real insights. I mean, a lot of it comes out when I journal or when I write blog posts or, you know, try to wrap things up under theme. Of course, it brings out a lot of the insights, but I'm a person, I have to say it to really get it. And, you know, even saying it out loud alone in a room, you know, for this podcast, recording it, that really did a trick for me. It really helped me go a lot deeper with the experiences that I had and bring them together um, a lot more 
I would say, concisely. And, you know, as I'm closing this season one of my podcast, I want to share with you five key insights that I've learned from this new endeavor. And I know that many of you who want to start something new will really resonate with or who have started something new as well. You know, you will resonate with this and, and maybe benefit from hearing these. So let's start. Number one, good habits don't just happen. They just, you know, they don't just fall into our lap. They often need time to be planned and integrated into your life. Habits need time. They need repetition until they become natural. And I know you know this probably, but it also means that, you know, that feeling of when you start something new and it doesn't really feel right at first. It might feel unnatural at first. It might feel weird, you know, like speaking your thoughts out loud, you know, in my case, or um, letting work be work and going for that lunchtime walk, like having that habit of taking a walk, having any new habit you start might feel wrong. It might feel counterintuitive. It might feel, um, you know, it, it might induce guilt. But that doesn't mean that the habit is wrong for you. It just means that, you are trying something new and you, you know, your comfort zone, your feeling of safety, safety might um, kind of like self-sabotage you into feeling like it's wrong, but actually it's just new. You know, it's, it's something new. It feels scary for your body, for your mind. So it's just a trick that the mind plays on us, right? But if you stick with it, and I mean, there's no danger in starting a podcast or going for a lunchtime walk or like whatever habit it is you're taking up, whatever new hobby it is you take up. There's no danger in it, um, but our bodies just make us feel like there's something wrong with it, so we better stop doing it. But if you stick with it and you see how, you know, how good it does for you after a while, it might take a couple of weeks, you know, it might take a couple of months even, but stick with it. If you know this is good for you if you know the lunchtime walk will help you have better focus at work in the afternoon it helps you reduce your caffeine intake whatever it is right if you actually stick with these things you'll see how much they benefit you how much more refreshed you feel how much in the case of walking how much maybe less coffee you need or in the case of podcasting or um, you know getting your thoughts out um, how much more your mind is aligned and um, tidied up in a way so no matter how full your schedule is no matter how much your mind tells you don't do this new habit don't drink that green juice every day you know um, Trust the process, you know, try out the new and roll with it for a few weeks. Give it a chance. Good habits don't just happen. They take time and reserve that time before you make a judgment. Okay, number two, listen to your inner voice more. So if something resonates with you, um, then don't just think, don't just put it off as, oh, that would be nice one day or that sounds nice maybe for others, you know, but actually try it, give it a try. 
that was the case for me with a podcast. It really, in that, you know, on that May afternoon, I just felt like I've listened to so great podcasts. It inspired me so much. I was like, I want to try this. You know, if something lights that spark in you, listen to that inner voice, follow that. Too often we don't even notice how quickly we brush off a thought or ignore that feeling, you know. It's nearly automatic. Thanks to social media, you know, we've trained ourselves to scroll, to judge within split seconds. But when something feels really nice or resonates repeatedly, if something really feels off or upsets you repeatedly, you know, on the contrary, listen to that inner voice. Follow the positive impulse as they can lead you, you know, towards passion or purpose and, and follow the negative impulses because they lead you away from danger, you know, and, you know, decrease, obviously, exposure if there's a negative impulse that you have from, you know, situations, places, people that don't align with you. They will only drain you going forward. That friendship you just keep up because of the years you've known each other or that restaurant your partner loves but makes your tummy upset you know reduce that exposure um, like my natural healer once said to me a loud no to others is a quiet yes to ourselves so listen to that inner voice that is self-love you know follow the things that spark a light in you reduce the things that drain you all right number three Look at things with perspective. It's kind of like when we're young, we strive to have, you know, we think we need to have that formed opinion on things and people, you know, when we're grown-ups and situations. But the older we get and the more experience we really have, we start seeing, you know, there's always another way to look at things, right? There's always a gray zone, a different perspective, another way to look at things another explanation that we can't perceive just yet, you know. And I can definitely feel that shift towards that in recent years, where I'm not also black and white or focus on winning an argument anymore, but where it's more about salvaging the relationship rather than focusing on the win or on being right. And researching topics for my blog and podcast have really been that kind of great exposure to lots of opinions and views on topics that I live every day, like you, like a working mom, single parenting, connecting with children, burnout, those type of things, you know, where I felt like I'm an expert on things and I'm in the thick of it, I'm living it every day, I'm teaching it every day. But having that humbleness to take that bird's eye perspective of, you know, seeing another angle, you know, it's not about changing your perspective or saying like, oh gosh, I was wrong about it all along. Like, it's not about that insecurity. It's more about allowing other opinions to coexist with yours and seeing things from different angles to be able to understand the bigger picture, even if you're an expert. You know, it's all about keeping that openness and, and allowing a different perspective. It doesn't matter whether you, whether you feel like an expert or not. Another perspective is always possible. All right, number four. Self-reflection requires output. Okay, let me explain this one. You know, when we read or think about something or receive input or consume media or, or 
text or like whatever, we, we receive an input and we might immediately in our heads have thoughts or opinions about what we just consumed. So we kind of like automatically compartmentalize or digest that information. But it all stays somewhat internal in our heads, right? We read an article, we scroll something on Instagram or we watch a documentary or like something like we judge it somewhere but we don't really go deeper it's just like oh I like that I didn't like that or oh that thought stayed with me for all week you know like like we we have it somewhere internally compartmentalized and and these information that we received stay with us for longer or shorter period right but only when we use the information, when we don't just recognize, you know, and take it in, but when we create something with it, that's when we really understand and shape it and put it into action and really internalize it fully. So, for example, when we speak to someone about that documentary we watched or when we research and talk about things we we read about where we got a glimpse of an insight and we we dig deeper or we write about it or we put it out in some shape or form at least that's what it's like for me and i've read a lot about active listening as well taking notes when we listen to someone like when we write it ourselves the process of not just hearing it but putting it on paper taking notes about it what moved us what inspired us what sparked something in us that's actually when we go way deeper, when, when the information stays with us for longer. So recognizing alone and learning or hearing or reading is not going to help you grow. Only when you put things out in your own words, that when it be, that's when it becomes a real part of you. So that's why journaling is such a great form of self-reflection. You don't just think like, oh, this applies to me or this doesn't, but you actually ask yourself, how was my day? What really moved me? Did this apply to me? How do I think about this situation? Could I have reacted differently? And you actually put it on paper. You go that step deeper, that level deeper in your self-growth and self-recognition. And I would say, you know, by putting things out of my head on paper, I didn't just get those deeper insights, but actually saying them that brought me another level deeper so writing a blog post or, or writing a script or writing notes for podcasts brought me already you know deeper insights because I brought different sources together or different things I read heard listened to saw but then taking that next step of then saying them brought it even deeper for me like it it's insights they will never leave me you know there are things that that I knew on some level in my brain but now say not just writing them but also saying them that's gotten like way deeper hammered into my brain I don't know if you agree with me but when we sometimes we just you know things fleet by us like every day every second of every day but like if we allow ourselves to speak about them share them with someone that's when, you know, the real insights happen. That's when we really apply it to ourselves. And that's what podcasting did for me. 
you know, all the research, all the learning was great, but making sense of it all in my own words and speaking them out loud really, really helped me feel it and live it. There's a different energy to it, moving from consumer to creator. And whether you create in your own personal journal or you create for a wider audience, um, I think the output from what's in your head um, is an amazing guidance. And for me, it's really taught me a lot. Okay, last point, point number five is self-love is key. And this is an all-rounder, right? And I wish I had recognized this one sooner. Taking time for me, listening to my inner voice when I feel exhausted, exit toxic situations sooner, fearless guilt about taking time for me, setting stricter boundaries. You know, the list is long. We probably all have failed ourselves on some of those here and there. But, you know, we're all learning and... We're all in this together and it's about being gentle on ourselves. That is self-love. We all learn, but we don't need to be harsh with ourselves. And, you know, that self-love is key is both my personal biggest insight and it's also the biggest part of my mission to help working moms like myself, like you, to find happiness again. If we don't love ourselves, you know, through the journey, then who will, you know? It's, it's a frequent topic across the last episodes of my podcast, on my blog, on Instagram, all the time. And I'm still a learner too. But putting ourselves first and really learning to accept ourselves, recognizing our limits, working you know, with the energy we have that day, being gentle with ourselves, forgiving ourselves. It takes daily practice. And it's, it's a daily work against kind of society standards and expectations, right? It, but it's a battle worth fighting. And that's really what I want to make a point of here because we really owe it to ourselves and we owe it to you know, our kids, generations to come. We need to love ourselves first. We need to love ourselves, including our imperfections, our bodies, our moods, you know, whatever it is, we need to accept ourselves. We're enough the way we are. We're great the way we are. If we want to love our children, you know, to love themselves, then we need to love ourselves and show them how self-love makes such a difference. And, you know, self-love is really more important than meditation or affirmations and journaling if you want to find lasting happiness. None of it goes deep enough if you don't love yourself and accept yourself for who you are. And that's what I'm here to explore with you, to empower you, to cheer you on for. And, and I really believe, you know, together we can get there. We can rise strong together as the women who make their quests, make it their quest to kind of live happy and empowered lives. And women who decide that burnout is not the road we want to go down. You know, active prevention, conscious and mindful living so we can feed, slay, and love for years to come. That's my vision. That's my goal. And in the next season of the Feed, Slay, Love podcast that I'm so excited about and I've started preparing for, I will have some really exciting guests to join me so you don't just hear my voice all the time. And we will talk about amazing topics like the pursuits of purpose, power of female friendships, how to cope with things like perimenopause, breaking the burnout cycle and much more. So I'll be back in a few weeks with season two and I'm eternally grateful for you who've been there 
with me on this journey, on this podcasting experience for season one, who've cheered me on, who've followed, who've shared, who've cared throughout this absolute adventure of a season one. Thank you. Take care for now and chat again soon. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and share the Feeds Day Love podcast with other fabulous working mums like you. Join us next time for more tips, tricks and empowering discussions. Stay slaying! And always remember, this podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and education only and it's not a replacement for therapy.